Good morning, wonderful people of God. I believe the grace of God is sustaining you. I welcome you to day three of our program that has been dubbed Days of His Glory. I'm Papa Elijah from Kingdom Mandate Devotion. Shall we close our eyes and say a word of prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Almighty Lord, we give you all the grace, we give you all the adoration. Daddy, it's time for us to once again hear your word. We pray that may you give us understanding and insight in your word, so that at the end we shall give you all the glory and adoration. We thank you, O God. Make way for your word. Prepare every heart, prepare every mind, prepare every soul. And at the end, we shall give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, have we prayed. Amen. Beloved, you are welcome to day three of our program. And it's my prayer that the Lord will bless you and strengthen you throughout this journey. Do all to share this audio with a friend, with a family member. Share on all your platforms on WhatsApp. Share the link on Instagram, Telegram, Anchor, Facebook, and all other social media platforms. The Lord richly bless you. This morning I'm preaching on the subject, A Call to His Eternal Glory. A Call to His Eternal Glory. From last two days, we started talking about glory which a few from the word gloria which is a latin word meaning renown but the jewish college shakina and it's explained to mean the manifestation of the lord's presence and it's my earnest prayer that throughout this fasting and prayers the lord will reveal himself to you and an encounter in his presence will transform things for you in life. A call to his eternal glory. Quickly, we want to read something from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 10. Take your Bibles, let's read. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is Apostle Peter preaching to the church. And in his final words before he departed from them, He spoke of God's grace and reminded us of how God has called us to his eternal glory, not just by any means, but through Christ Jesus, the Savior. Then he continued to tell them that you'll be called to the glory of God. You will see the glory of God after you suffered a little while. After the Lord has perfected you. After the Lord has established you in all your problems and troubles. After the Lord has strengthened you and settled you. That is when you shall see his glory. There are two things involved here. One is to tell us that we will not get things easy as we want to get them. Nobody can ever see the glory of God when you've not passed the test. You would only see the glory of God when a lot of things have encamped around you, when the enemy is throwing fiery death at you here and there, when you are fighting battles of many 
forms here and there that is when you are able to stand strong and in all this standing when you are able to pass the test and you come out successfully that is when the lord will crown you with his glory but may the god of all grace so it means that day in and day out, the Lord will make provision of his grace abundant for you and I. So you'll be able to go through the walls of the enemy. You'll be able to go through the walls of life. You'll be able to go through the pain. You'll be able to go through a lot of bad things that are cracking us up. But there is an assurance that may the God of all grace. So in all these things, despite the fact that you are enjoying life, but the other thing that happens to you and knocks you down, every thing that happens to you that is not so pleasant the god of all grace by his grace will be with you after you have suffered a little while he would perfect you he would establish you he will strengthen you and he will settle you for you to see his eternal glory through christ jesus the savior and the only begotten son it means that the year 2021 was rough for you. And it's possible that the year 2021 didn't go as expected. All your New Year's resolution did not come to pass. Nothing came into fruition for you. Things were not fruitful as you expected. Things didn't go as you were wishing. Things were a doubt for you. Things were not going so smoothly and so fast for you. But I came to tell you that after you suffered a little while, whilst you suffered in 2021, whilst you were going through problems in 2021, the Lord was doing that to perfect everything and to establish you and to settle you in the year 2022 this is a year of your settlement the Lord is going to settle you in hundredfolds in thousandfolds he's going to bless you and establish you You shall see the glory of the Lord. Biblical glory first appeared in the burning bush. In that incident between Moses and God. It described God as being in the fire, rendering the ground about it, making it holy. Then later we saw that from the first day, the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire, they represented the glory of God in the tabernacle and in the temple. So David equates the words and the ways of the Lord with the glory of the Lord. So we following the Lord Jesus Christ, we are to display the way of God in our lives by bearing his name and keeping his commandments. You see, God's glory radiates in our lives every blessed day. So as the temple of God's Holy Spirit, we have the Shekinah glory dwelling in us. So ours is to trace the glory of God somewhat through the old testament canon and transition into the new testament canon by giving a meaning and understanding of it that is what the lord expects from us in Exodus chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 well, the story of the burning bush incident on Mount Horeb happened. The Lord did something wonderful in the sight of Moses. Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3. We are reading from 1 to 4. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. 
So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush. Not only does the bush burn with fire and isn't consumed, now there is a voice calling him by name out in the midst. So the Lord called Moses, 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 and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Glory, glory. So this is the first rule known appearance of the glory of God in scripture. In Exodus chapter 3. There are a couple of others that also have that element in the book of Genesis. At times, some even think that the cherubim place at the east of the Garden of Aden may be one of these with a flaming sword guarding the way back to the tree of life. As well as Abraham's sacrifice that he made in Genesis chapter 15, in which there was a great darkness that came upon him when he was with the offering. And then God made a promise to him. God appears between the offering, which had been cut and separated as a touch, which is a flame. And it's a lot like the flaming sword. So this is a story presented to us where we have a bush that burns but does not get consumed. The Lord appeared in a burning bush. Moses saw that it was burning. But yet it did not consume. So he drew nearer to see the miracle that was happening. How is it possible that this bush is burning? I can see the flames up there, but the thing is not being consumed. It is not burning completely that it will burn into ashes. Though it is burning, but there is nothing like ashes on the ground. Then the Bible said that when he drew nearer, the Lord spoke to him that Moses, Moses, the Lord spoke to him. And he said, here I am. Then the Lord said, do not draw near this place. Take off your sandal, for where you are standing, it is a holy ground. Then the Lord gave him his word that he is the God of his fathers. He is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So Moses could not see the face of God, so he had to hide his face because he was afraid to look at God. That was the first time the Lord appeared to Moses. It was in a burning bush. Then what worsened the matters for Moses was that he heard the voice of the Lord. So first and foremost, he saw a burning bush where the bush was not consumed. It did not utterly burn into ashes. Then now he hears the voice of the Lord. In the midst of all this, the Lord was speaking to Moses. The Lord was not the fire, but the Lord's glory was in the fire. The Lord's glory was in the fire. And the presence of the Lord made the grounds holy. That Moses had to obey the Lord and remove his sandals. For where he stood was a holy ground. So everywhere else also in Genesis, when God has appeared, he had appeared as a man or as an angel. At the other time, he had merely been a voice or a vision of some sort. 
Jacob saw the ladder, the staircase going up and down. He saw angels ascending and descending. And God spoke to him while he slept on a pillow. He made a stone a pillow and slept on. And that is when the Lord revealed himself to him. While he slept on the pillow. In another place in the Bible, when God appeared to Abimelech, he told him, this is Abraham, my servant. You better let his wife go. So there were various uh, and many other times when God had appeared to men. But this was the really first time where he appeared in his glory. That it tells specifically that the Shekinah of God was revealed unto Moses. So to Moses, the Lord appeared in a flame of fire within a bush that did not burn up. Though the bush was burning, but it did not burn up. It did not consume. You see, it is the Lord that appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of the bush. Bible did not say that God was the flame of the fire, but God was in the flame of the fire. God was not the fire, God was not the bush, but God was in the flame, and God was in the fire. You see, I want to make this one very clear. In every instance in which God appears as something or other thing in a bodily form or an angelic form or a human form, he is that thing. He is in that thing and not that thing. So God was not the cloud, God was not the fire, God was not the flame, God was not the bush, but God was in it. So he is not that thing, but he was living in that thing. He goes through the wilderness with the Israelites as a pillar of cloud and fire. He was not the cloud, he was not the pillar, he was not the fire, but he was in it. So it was just a physical representation of his presence. The manifestation of his true presence. That is the Gloria. That is the Shekinah. So this flaming bush was not some projection of God from heaven. So God was there right in front of Moses in the burning bush, which was not consumed. In the verse 5, he said, Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take off your sandals. For the place where you stand is holy ground. So it means that the Lord was there, but did not make himself visible to Moses. Moses had his voice. He told him to go back and take off his sandals for where he stood was holy ground. You see, today there are some churches who have doctrines of entering the temple of God and then they will remove their sandals. I'm not here to condemn any church. But one thing that I know is that the Lord appeared in his glory to Moses on that particular ground. So it was not good for Moses. He did not even qualify to stand before the Lord wearing his sandal. So he had to take it off. When the Lord appears in his glory, you cannot stand. So going to church now and taking off your sandals doesn't mean that the glory of God is there. It doesn't mean that God is present there. For you to experience the presence and the glory of God, you need to live a holy and a blameless life. That is when the Lord will propel you and visit you.
So the only way that the ground could be holy is that God was there. It is only God who can make anything holy. So wherever God is, that place becomes so holy because God is there. His presence is there. So it is presence that makes something holy. So God was actually there in the flame, in the bush, on the ground, in the cloud, in the fire. He appeared in his glory. So that is why we have this first representation, which is the precursor to the actual Shekinah that appeared later. Take your Bibles, let's read something from Exodus chapter 40. We read from verse 34 to 38. Exodus chapter 40, verse 34 to 38. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of the meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting, because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire went over by night in the sight of the house of Israel throughout all their journey. I want you to notice here that in verse 34, there is a parallelism directly within this verse. The first part of the parallel is, then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting. So the parallel statement is, the glory of the Lord through the tabernacle. What this does is that it creates an equation in our mind. It equates the glory, uh, the cloud, and the glory of the Lord. The Jewish picked up this one. That is why they got the Shekinah. They equated the cloud with God's glory. Nobody would encounter the Shekinah glory of God and be saved. It will leave you a changed being. You see that Solomon said in 1st Kings chapter 8 that the universe cannot contain you, O God. The heaven of heavens cannot contain you. Beloved, when God demonstrates his glory, when the glory of the Lord is upon a place, when the glory of the Lord is upon a person, when the glory of the Lord and the presence of God and the manifestation of his glory is fully activated, nobody can stand there because the Lord will change things. Bible said that after they had dedicated the tabernacle of the Lord, the Bible said and Moses could not enter and they could not hold their meeting in the tabernacle because the glory of the Lord had taken away everything. It took over their program. So in this Exodus chapter 40, we see that this miracle of God's presence in the cloud was with the Israelites continually for 40 years. The Lord did not leave them. So as they journeyed from Egypt through the wilderness for 40 good years into the promised land of Canaan, the Lord was a pillar of a cloud and a pillar of a fire leading them and protecting them. 
to and fro, behind and in front. The Lord did not depart from them. Though he was with them, he was in the cloud. He was in the fire. It was the Lord who paved the Red Sea for them to pass through. Why? Because he was leading them as a pillar of fire and behind them as a pillar of cloud. So when they got there and the Lord told Moses to stretch forth his rod to the Red Sea, Moses thought that he stretched forth his rod, but little did he know that it was God himself who was leading them and paved way. The Bible said that the Lord pushed back the ways. And as he pushed back the ways, the Bible said that he parted the Red Sea into two and he made a bare ground for them to walk through it. And the Bible said as they journeyed through the Red Sea and then the Egyptian army and their chariots and their forces who were so furious were pursuing them the bible said the lord pushed them in the sea and closed back the sea and they all perished and they died in the sea and there was no one that even survived ladies and gentlemen under the sound of my voice i came to prophesy to you that in the year 2022 you are going to experience the glory of god you are going to see the manifestation of god you are going to see the power of god the lord is coming true for you the lord is changing things for you and the lord is going to turn everything around for your good the lord did not leave them the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire did not go off and come back it stayed with them every second of their time between their initial journey out of Ramesses all the way to the time that they were crossing the Jordan River. So for the 40 years, it was God's symbolic presence that was the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. The Lord was there. He was not just a symbol. It was the cloud that was a symbol for them to represent his presence. For the 40 year journey through the wilderness, he was with them. In this festive, in this Christmas festivity, the Lord has given us Jesus, and his name is Emmanuel, translated God with us. So the same God that was with the Israelites for 40 years, I came to tell you that he is with you now and forever. Yay. So for 40 years, Israel saw the representation of God. So if at any time they were unsure of themselves or they were wondering where was God, all they had to do was to look towards the tabernacle and see God there. God was present in the cloud. He was present in the pillar of fire. So the people could constantly be reminded that just look over the shoulder. Just look in that direction toward the tabernacle that God was there and he led them and he protected them. So with all this going on, how could they lose faith? How could they grumble? How was it that they were complaining and whining? How was it that they were accusing Moses and Aaron that why have you brought us here for us to be killed? Why didn't you leave us for us to be slaves at Egypt? We wish you had left us in Egypt. We would have been better off. You would rather die there than to bring us here for us to go through these problems day and night. But the Lord was with them. His presence was with them. It was just as spectacular as Moses was seeing a burning bush, but it was not consumed. It was not consumed.
So God did not leave them, and God actually was still with them. So when Solomon recorded in 1st Kings chapter 8, we saw the glory, the Shekinah, staying with the Israelites. First Kings chapter 8 verse 1. Now Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribe, the chief fathers of the children of Israel, to King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the city of David, which is Zion. Verse 9. Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets of stone which Moses put there at Horeb when the lord made a covenant with the children of israel when they came out of the land of egypt and it came to pass when the priest came out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the lord so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the lord filled the house of the lord then solomon spoke the lord said he will dwell in the dark cloud i have surely built you an exalted house and a place for you to dwell in forever here we have the shekinah glory coming visibly to everyone who was there settling on top of the temple showing god's presence as i mentioned before it was this form that the jewish down to explain the Shekinah so the Shekinah became this cloud that filled the holy place in the temple on the mercy seat hey Bible said that they could not continue with the administration why when the ark of the covenant was brought from Zion the Bible said it contained the stones that the Lord had given to Moses with carried the commandments so the lord was not the ark the lord was not the stone but the glory of the lord was in the ark so this story also continued in psalm 132 which david also recorded As a matter of fact, the psalm itself mentions that David, a historical figure, recorded this. Open your Bibles to Psalm 132. And let's read from verse 7 to verse 8. Psalm 132, verses 7 and 8. Let us go into his tabernacle. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Verse 13. For the Lord has chosen Zion, he has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. So where is the Shekinah glory now? In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19, Paul makes mention of this several times. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? So Paul wanted to get this across to the Corinthian church. So in 1st and 2nd Corinthians, he mentioned this three consecutive times. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, Paul said that, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. 
as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice, the Shekinah of God, the glory, the glory of the Lord is not stored in the cloud, it's not stored in the pillar of fire, but the glory has come to stay in the heart of men. For our bodies are the temple of Christ Jesus. So the glory of the Lord will stay in your heart, provided you are living a holy and a blameless life, provided you are fleeing away from sin, provided you are fleeing away from fornication, provided you are fleeing away from debauchery, from urges, from dissension, provided you are fleeing away from lies, provided you are living a holy and a blameless life for God, provided you are not living in sin, provided you are not into alcoholism, you are not into gayism, you are not into lesbianism, you are not fornicated, you are not gambling, you are not doing those so petty, petty, small, small mistakes and sin, provided you are living a true and a pure life for the Lord, then you shall see the glory of the Lord, because the glory is right there living in your heart, because this body that you are using to fornicate, this is supposed to be the temple of the living God, this body that you are enjoying secular songs with, this body that you are enjoying worldly pleasures with, this is supposed to be the temple of the Lord, and as the temple of the Lord is being made clean, it means that there will be a way where the Holy Spirit can manifest himself, where the Shekinah glory can live in your life. Somebody under the sound of my voice, in the year 2022, make it a purpose in your life that you are going to live a holy life, you are going to live a pure life, you are going to live a pious life, you are going to be blameless in the sight of the Lord, and you will not let anything come in your way. Like yesterday, I shared the vision. The Lord said that he's going to break people. The Lord is going to reshape people. He's going to remove people. The breakage of the Lord means that the Lord will by force take you out of certain form of things. So the Lord will take you from evil friends. The Lord will take you away from sin. The Lord is going to break you. He's going to reshape you. He's going to remold you. He's going to take you into another form where you can be qualified to enter his presence. Where you can be qualified to be able to decode spiritual languages and heavenly languages. Where you will be very clean so that you can hear the voice of the Lord. Where you will be very clean so that you can be with the Lord. What has the temple of the Lord got to do with the worship of idols? There are some of us, today we are living for the Lord. Tomorrow we are living for the devil. I came to tell you that it is either you are living for God or not God alone. Either you are living for God or not God at all. It's either God or no one. Don't go to church Sunday and then Friday you are clubbing. You start your wedding with open prayers and reception you end with worldly songs. It is a disgrace. Live a pure life. Why can't we live blameless lives for the Lord? Why can't we live holy life for the Lord? Why can't we fill ourselves with spiritual songs? Is it that always we have to blend things? The same Christian who is leading worship at church Sunday, Monday morning, is listening to worldly songs. What is wrong with your mind? How can you hear the voice of God when the Lord speaks? People of God, in the year 2022, purpose in your heart that you are eschewing all forms of evil things and worldly pleasures. Delete all those pornographic materials and videos from your phone. Clear all those secular songs. You are gradually digging your grave. You are not allowing the Holy Spirit to come and have full authority over your life. So you will never experience the presence of God because your, your spirit is not in tune with the things of God. In, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17, the Bible said, Do not love the world or anything in the world. For if you love the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. For everything in the world, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, they are of not the Father, but they are of the world. 
Depart from sin and live for the Lord. Turn away from your evil ways. Ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice, this morning is a clarion call, a call to holiness, a call to repentance, a call for you to be able to experience the presence of the Lord. It is a call for you to live well for God. May the Lord remember you this morning. Say parakoso to you. So what should the response be? Knowing that God's glory is in us. Paul answers it immediately by saying that you are the temple of the living God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 to 8, the Bible said that come out from among them and be separate says the lord do not touch what is unclean and i will receive you i will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters says the lord almighty In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, the Bible said that, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So here, take note of the thing that Apostle Paul is telling the church at Corinth. There are some things we have to do because we are the temple of the living God. The Lord resides in us. His glory is living in us. Separate yourself from the world. The Father, the masses are doing something. Doesn't mean that it is right. Separate yourself. In the year 2022, separate yourself from the world. Though we are living in the world, but we are not of the world. That is why Jesus specifically said in John chapter 17 in his prayer for us, he knows that we are going to have to function in the world. But he asks us that God separate us from the world and protect us from the evil one to sanctify us and to guide us from him. That is from the devil and all his depredations, his influence and, and, and then manipulations and broadcasts. And also from the rest of the world. So you and I have to learn to separate ourselves from these works. And do what is right in the sight of God. He says in verse 17 that we should also refrain from touching. From engaging in unclean things. Things that defile us. Things that are not holy. Things that are profane. This is where we disengage ourselves from the practices that are going to drag us down and take us into the other direction. We come out of the world. We disengage ourselves from the practices that are going on. The father, the masses are doing something bad. Doesn't mean that you should also do it. You should make a difference. This can only happen to us because God is living in us and his glory is with men. We have to come out of the world. We have to stop doing what is bad. And we have to start doing what is right. It is a simple way for us to experience the presence of God. You see, there's a lot to put to the things that Paul said here. But then he makes it very simple. 
Paul is just saying that we should just get out of the environment that is bringing us down. We should stop doing bad things and start doing something that is right. We should grow in the right things and move on to perfection. So it means that you have to start living your life well for the Lord and the Lord will perfect your path. And then he continued by saying that we should do this in the fear of the Lord. So what is our motivation? It is our fear of the Lord in all ways from our fear, from the respect and the reverence that we give to the Lord. You see here, there is an element of intellectual understanding but it has not become ingrained in us it has not really become a part of our character until we have experienced to use it until we have experienced to live right for the lord that is why god gives us all the time between our calling and our ultimate glorification god has given us time In Psalm 19, verse 10 and 12, Bible said that, and our score that he has been given to us is three score and a ten. Seventy years maximum to live on earth. And the Bible said even above that, eighty and above. You'll be filled with sicknesses, one problem to the other. Live your life to please the Lord. Live your life to please the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, Bible said, But solid food belongs to those who are full of it. That is, those who by reason of use have their sense exercised to discern both good and evil. He's talking about practice. The character that you and I we have to live. That will show how we can be glorified in the sight of God. God is not just going to infuse us with mercy or forgiveness or loving kindness. There are elements of those things that he can give by his spirit. But they don't get ingrained upon our new nature until we use them. That is why Paul said that who by reason of use have these things and are able to discern both good and evil. God does an awful lot of things for us. And all we have to do as we find grace in his sight is to walk boldly in his sight. So that is what the Israelites had to do. God did almost all the work to bring them out of Egypt and to bring them into the promised land. All he asked them was to follow him and walk perfectly in his sight. So it is by this walking that we ingrain this good character, this trait of our minds. Once this begins to happen in our life, once we begin showing the likeness of God in our lives and the way we live, then we can be seen and considered as the children of God. Isn't this what Paul was saying here? What does the temple of God got to do with the worship of idols? Some of us, we are worshipping idols, but we don't know. We are worshipping social media. We are pleasing ourselves. We are not pleasing the Lord. We are wasting our time on some things that are not necessary. But if you and I, we will live our lives for the Lord then the Lord will come true for us. And we shall surely see the glory of the Lord. Yes, we shall see his glory. 
we shall see his glory. In Hebrews chapter 1, Bible said that God, who at the Sunday times and in diverse manners spoke in the time passed unto the fathers by the prophet, had in these last days, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he had appointed her of all things, by whom he also made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand side of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they had Tibiados Katadadada. So the Lord has appeared to us in his glory through his son, Jesus Christ. Until you give your life to Jesus, you are lost. People of God, under the sound of my voice, in the days of the old, in the Sunday times, the Lord spoke to us through the prophets, the fathers of the land. But in these last days, he has demonstrated his voraciousness. He has demonstrated his glory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and avoiding all things by the word of his power. That he has made himself, he has paid our sins, sat down on the right hand side of the majestic living Lord. So we can only experience the glory of the Lord when we are convicted by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, God's people. And we are converted from our sins. I believe you are touched by this wonderful worship. If you were blessed, share, like our page. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible said, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the Bible said, For the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life. That is why first John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, Bible said, When we say we've not committed sin, then we made God to be a liar. First John chapter 1, verse 9, Bible said, And when we confess our sins, He's a faithful and a just God to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to live that life of blamelessness. We need to live of that life where we are of no sin. Then the Lord said that, and Noah was blameless before the Lord. Can the Lord use as an example to tell the world that we are blameless? People of God, this is a clarion call to us that for us to experience the presence of God in the year 2022, we should depart from sin. We should live a holy life, a blameless life. We should live pure for the Lord. The other time, Paul told the church at Rome, in Romans chapter 1, in Romans chapter 6, verse 1, Paul said, What shall we say then? Should we continue sinning that the gift of God, the grace of God, will be abundant for us? Then he says, Certainly not. Romans 6, verse 1. He says, Certainly not. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, Paul said, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are living in Christ Jesus, for they are not bound by the law. They are not living in bondages. Because they purge themselves and they are living for the Lord. What shall we say then? Should we continue living in our sins for the sake of grace? Let me tell you, grace is a temporary thing. Jesus would appear again and will be found wanting because grace will not be working. For now, we've been given the opportunity for us to transform our lives. This is the very moment. Come back to the Lord Jesus. Depart away from sin. And the Lord shall save you. The Lord shall uphold you with his right hand and shall glorify you. As I bring my message to a close, 
it is my earnest prayer that the Lord will comfort you that the Lord will make it possible for you to see his glory may the Lord add more grace to his word may this call to his eternal glory grace all your occasion in the name of Jesus we want to enter into a time of prayer. We want to enter into a time of prayer. This morning, our prayer will be that any form of pain that has taken us away from the glory of God, any form of pain that is not giving us a true expression and representation of ourselves as the temple of God, may the Lord take it away from us. In Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2, Bible said, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily entangles us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father of the throne of God. This morning, any form of weight, this morning, let's, weigh, let's, let, let, let's lay aside every form of weight. Let's lay aside any form that entangles us into sin beloved wherever you are i want you to raise your voice and pray 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 that any form of tenor that takes you from the glory of god any form of tenor that takes you from the glory of god any form of tenor that does not allow you to live well for the lord may the lord cleanse you 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 pray 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 Pray, 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 pray. Any form of thing that take you from the glory of the Lord. Pray that the Lord will cleanse you. Pray that the Lord will purge you. Pray that the Lord will cleanse you now in the name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. I 
Ei matrata, ei masuka, ei diabrasita, leu sabata And so, Father, we want to lift your name this morning. That we give you all the glory and adoration. This morning, as your word has come unto us, we pray and ask for more of your grace. We pray and ask for more of your blessings. Father, Lord, we pray that may we see your glory like never before. In this new year, we pray, oh God, let us experience you like never before. Bless us and uphold us. In the name of Jesus, I we pray. Amen. Beloved, God bless you so much for hearing us this morning. It's been Kingdom Minded Devotion and I'm Papa Elijah. God bless you so much. Do well to share this audio with a friend. Share on WhatsApp, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Telegram. Share across our board and people's life would be blessed. The Lord bless you and strengthen you even as we fast and continue this journey. Enjoy your day. We shall come your way with more prayer bullets to guide you to pray. Have a blessed day.